My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 108. And today, you're going to talk about the importance of reviews for your business, how you can generate them, how you can utilize the negative feedback to be positive for your business. We would love it if you would take a few seconds to give us some feedback right now. Leave some stars, give us some feedback, and let's go. Just some old heads from outer space like we come from a whole other time and place. Mad Men. Mad Men. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. We just, uh, Drew and I just got done recording an episode of, first of all, I think it's episode 31. 32. 32? We've done 32 of them, of the good podcast. And we have done, Jordan and I have done probably, I don't know, well over, well over 100 episodes together. 100 hours, easy. And uh, never once had to edit or cut anything. And we just went on a 12 to 15 minute giggle fest. It was really bad. Yeah, it was uh, it's kind of bad. It's hard to recover from. Also had, uh, I had a really bad giggle yesterday whenever you spit out all of your, um, whenever you spit out all your drink in our no, room. No, you, you made me giggle. I know. And then I gig- I sat out in the hallway and giggled for five minutes. I, I took like the, 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 I was finishing off the very end of it. So it was a big drink. It was, first off, Jerry was taking a rip off some protein. Yeah, so I had a lot in my mouth, and then you made me start giggling. I couldn't swallow it, or else I would have choked. Yeah. So it just came, it just came out. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Two days in a row, man. Aye, aye, aye. Once we start laughing, it's usually bad. And the worst part is afterward, people say, what are y'all laughing at? And we usually don't know. Yeah. And that's bad. Or if we were trying to, exp- to explain like what we're laughing at, it would not be funny. No. There's nothing, though, that makes me feel more... Of a child in a good way. Yeah. And when you get into like a hard belly laugh and you can't stop. Yeah. Very few things get me there. But when I get there, I mean, it's a, tr- it's a problem. Yeah. So yeah. First time in 130 something episodes together that uh, we're gonna have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to edit that podcast. I know. At first I thought when you started laughing and I started laughing, I was like, this is gonna be a really funny part of the podcast. Then 15 minutes later. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, okay, so it's not funny anymore. And the amount of times he started, yeah. I want do not throw that audio away though. <sighs> Man, so sorry, still a little locked up. You doing good? Oh yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. Uh, opening day for spring training for spring the Rangers. Tra- oh, what the score is right now? Rangers losing two zero. Oh, that's that's season. Gave Call up it a, a season. Already gave up a dinger. We only have one hit in five innings. That's that's ball game. Yeah. We don't have a chance this year. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's like preseason for football. You lose a bunch of games and then you uh, you roll later. Also, don't know anybody in this lineup, so that's good. Usman's out here 0 for 2 with two strikeouts already. Can we talk about maybe a um, a hot hot issue on yeah. how quick social media rolls? Um, so we were talking earlier about the kid that's getting bullied. Uh huh. That that kind of went viral. Uh huh. Um. I don't know. I don't know what the politically correct term is. So I'm not trying to be insensitive. They call it uh, a form of dwarfism in the yeah. articles. I still haven't watched the video because I refuse to. Um, if you if you have not seen this, it's a video going viral of a nine year old kid talking to his mom about basically wanting to kill himself because he's been bullied. Um, but it's just, what, what's crazy about it is one how quick it went. Celebrities jump on board. They start GoFundMe um, to send this kid and his family to Disneyland. Um, which we grew up, we grew up around bullies, but I do think it's kind of gotten worse. Maybe I'm wrong. We had that, we had that one guy in junior high who just walk around all of us, 
and give us. Yeah, I don't know the uh, the appropriate term to use. T twisters. The 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 old T twisters. Yeah. But I don't even know if that was bullying as much as it was just his way of being funny. Yeah. I didn't go home at night. I was mad. I was very angry when he did it. Yeah, it was not funny for me because it, they hurt and he hung on a little bit too long. And by a little bit, I mean way too long. But also, he tw- he twisted in a way that I don't know how someone's forearm can get around. Yeah. And he would laugh uncontrollably. But I, I don't think... I didn't leave there feeling less of a human. Yeah. I just left wanting to punch him in his forehead. <laughs> and I know his name. I just thought of it. Yeah, him. I know his name too. Um. Yeah, I, and I had people make fun of me. I had a couple people make fun of my size when I was younger. That bothered me. Yeah. But not really. I mean, at the same time, it was kind of just part of it. But I do think it's getting a little worse because I think we used to go home at night and that was it. Yeah. And now you go home and you're just still getting bullied. Yeah. That's the worst. But so all that kind of blows up on social media and then and then a whole new wave came today that this kid was 18. Which, after some fact-checking, I would like to go ahead and say on the record, he's not 18. Very confident he's nine. Um, But some suspect stuff came up. But it's just crazy how quick you can jump onto a movement and then it can just turn on a dime. Yeah. And And how do you know what's even true, really, when it's all coming from hearsay? All it takes is one good tweet to change the whole landscape. Mm hmm Isn't that crazy? You can put out a fake fact in this next election and complete and if it if it hit right at the right time, you could change the whole election with one tweet. I don't think people realize that. Uh-huh. I don't know how you uh you stop people from doing it though. I don't think you can. It's wild. I think I think Twitter has like banned a few people. They're I, I don't know. That's a whole nother thing that I got really deep into was who should, it's like a weird thing, like should Twitter just be allowed to ban who they want? I mean, kind of the answer is yes. Yeah. But then what if you're just censoring people based on them not believing in what you yeah. believe? It's it really vague. I think they, I want to say they like somewhat got in trouble for that because they, um, I think uh, a couple of the people they banned were like those super, like super right wing, like yes. crazy right wing. Alex Jones is one. Yeah. And there's a couple other guys that were as well. So, but then I, I don't think there is anybody like on the other side that they banned. So I think they got like, I don't know if they got in trouble. I think it was more people like accusing them of trying to um, censor yeah. the, the their like opposition. I don't know how you balance it, honestly, because you're getting so much data a day. The hard part is it's a lot like the Astros where you're going to, well, I guess it's the exact opposite of the Astros. Astros didn't get punished, but they are going to punish people who throw at them. Where in this Twitter situation, they would ban some of these public figures, but they wouldn't ban the people who were tweeting on there saying that they were going to kill them. Yeah. It's like this weird bounce. I don't know how you police it. It's a whole different um, avenue. But yeah, the online bullying thing's crazy. I, I like, I mean, I think, uh, what was that show on MTV for a while? Catfish? No. Um, better than that uh, bully beat down oh I, don't, I never even watched that one you remember that I, I like vaguely remember the title but I don't, I don't know if i ever watched it they'd like bring in a bully and then if he won then he got some cash and if he lost and the person who's bullying gets cash and they he fought <laughs> they usually they fought like a ufc fighter like mayhem miller a former ufc fighter was uh 
the host. Did a bully ever win? I think a bully won a round. Like for real. But it wasn't like a... It was set up in the... The bully had more of an advantage. Oh. But usually it was like... It was pretty bad. Usually a bully would go down by a body shot. Real hard body shot. Are you uh, um? Are you going to watch the fight this weekend? I don't know. You know what fight it is? Yeah. Of course I do. Because boxing is the best. Well... Wheel. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are you watching it somewhere? Um, I don't know yet. I'm really excited about it though. Yeah, because I uh I watched. Oh no, we were at. It might have been Braden. I don't know where we were. I actually watched that last Tyson Fury fight. I don't remember who he fought, but it was like he had to he had to win that fight, and Wilder had to win his fight to like. Uh, I guess cement the the rematch. Yep. And Tyson Fury's fight got kind of sketchy for a little bit because he got cut pretty early. They thought that they might call it, and I, f- I forget what they he he would lose if they called it because of a cut, right? Yep. Yeah, it's like it's basically just like a TKO by or it's by doctor stoppage. Yeah. It was so, a, it was a pretty bad cut, but he yeah. he was killing the whole fight. Yeah, he was he, never in trouble. That guy caught him like that one time and gashed him in the in the eye. That's why boxing is so weird to me is they do these like side fights in between where it's like, man, you're risking a lot of money here. And then in the Wilder fight, he was actually watching the fight. I really think, I can't remember, it was a close fight going into the 10th round or it might have been earlier than that. And it just takes one punch and he put the kid out. Uh, So I I didn't watch their first fight. I saw like the highlights of it. Because that was the one where like Tyson Fury basically like resurrected. Yep. He won the fight. Like, well, I don't care what anybody says. But they, the, they, t- they, the, it was a draw, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. But he 110%, he won also all 10 rounds before the knockdown. So Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champ. And Tyson, or sorry, Wilder's the heavyweight champ. And Tyson Fury is the lineal champ. Listen. What, what is lineal champ? Mean? Listen, man. Not going to try to explain it because I couldn't do it. There's like all the, it's so different than the UFC. There's so many different like boxing federations. I don't understand it completely. It's wild. So there's three heavyweights that everybody wants to see fight. Wilder, Fury, Anthony Joshua. And it's just wild to see how it all... I say put them all three in there together. Uh, Let's see what happens. That'd be fun. Tyson, if you ever want to look at a crazy story, though, you should look at uh, dive deep into Tyson Fury's um, story. Like crazy. Like it, like his, him growing up and stuff? or Yeah, well, even just the last three years, five years. But he, had, he had that... Uh... The only thing, like one of the few things I can remember about uh, Wilder. Oh, you're talking about Tyson Fury. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I know some of his stories. Him being like an alcoholic and being huge. and Yeah, he got real. He just like after, he got basically lost all motivation, went on a bender. Yeah. And uh, and then one day, I can't remember if he saw a fight with uh, um, Wilder. I was like, I'm going to come back and beat him and like put a video out. It was like when he was real heavy and said like, I'm coming for you. Look at this picture. Yeah, he's huge. I mean, just so out of shape. I saw a, a, a hype video today of him running when he was losing his weight, and he's carrying a tree. It's like a, it's like I guess that you could call it a stick, but it is a tree trunk on his shoulder, and he's just running on some road. And you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, he's crazy. He's probably the most skilled. Um, he's just he's just a big dude. He is big man. He's like, so I guess quick Wilder's too. big too. Wilder, I think Wilder's the scariest athlete in sports well, by far. he said he is going in the ring 
looking to kill somebody. And he might. At some point, he might. I would like to see him in the UFC because he knocks guys down and they get back up. But in the UFC, you wouldn't get to do that. Yeah. He knocks you down, he's going to go ahead and bury his. Yeah, he's he's kind of a frightening dude. But also, uh, what did Tyson? Oh, Tyson Fury came out like dressed like Uncle Sam, I think. Yeah. In his last fight. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Dude, he's a he's like the biggest character ever. I saw a video today of him FaceTiming from this bar, um, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua was like, when are we going to fight? He's like, I'm not talking to you about that. I'm just calling to see how you're doing. Like, he's just a weird, like, off-the-wall eccentric cat. I love it. But I don't love boxing that much. It's kind of boring. I think that's blasphemous to say to people who, like, yeah. mixed martial arts. Or, Stephen A's going to get on you. Yeah. Well, Stephen A also said, and I quote, if my right hand connects with Joe Rogan, he's going out. So, <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Stephen A, sit down. Uh, yeah, no way. Um, do you remember what I told you we were going to talk about today? Um, yes. Oh, I'm no, proud of you, man. No, I do. Good for you. So one of the things that Jared and I have been spending, or really as an agency we've spent a lot of time on, is reviews. Jared, why do you think reviews are so important? Um, I By mean, the way, that was the worst setup. So for a couple reasons. One, most of the time you're going to like rank better if you have a lot of reviews and two i think a lot of people before they make like a purchasing purchasing decision they read reviews like i don't, I don't know the last time um i bought something from amazon or i was shopping around for like companies on facebook or on google or what whatever and i didn't read like the best reviews and the worst reviews about them. So how do you do that? When you're looking at reviews, how do you... Well, I forget who it is. It's either Amazon or Google who has like the... They make it kind of convenient to where they like have the two columns of like the bad review and the good review. Um, but yeah, you should just either sort them by five stars and read a, a few five-star reviews first and then sort them by one-star reviews and read some of those. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I made a, a like decision to to buy something without reading a review first. Yeah, I think most people are like us when they, you know, that the best best reviews are family and friends almost. Uh -huh. You just know it's people leaving a review or they got an incentive, and you know some of the worst reviews. If there's only a few, it's people. So some of the uh, what was I going through the other day? Um. Oh, there it was uh, reviews on IMDb and you can like click on a user and see all the reviews they've left. So I clicked on this one user who left a one star review. I don't remember what movie it was for, but then like all the reviews he had left were all one star. And I don't think anybody had a chance to get a, a five star review. Yeah. I think he did have like a couple five star reviews in there and it was for movies I'd never even heard of before. But it's kind of funny. I recommend going to. Um, you can do that on Google as well. Yeah, I, I recommend going to like find a one star review and clicking on the user and then reading all their one star reviews. Oh. It's kind of funny. Um, we've actually we've had a lot of business owners that kind of panic because they get a bad review and then they they dig through their system and they're like, hey, this person's literally never been here before. And we've actually seen a lot where someone with a kind of a weird profile will leave a review um, for a business, a, a five star, and then all the competitors they'll give one star to. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're a business owner and you're getting a one-star review 
and it's nothing that you can use as feedback to make it better, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but I post it on my uh, Instagram story. I post it on Facebook. I post it on um, LinkedIn, and I post it on Twitter and ask people basically what causes you to leave a review. And I got a lot of responses actually, which is funny because it was easier to get a response about why people leave a review versus actually getting a review. So, but most people said, um, repeat behavior, good or bad. A lot of people said that like constantly the same thing. They'll leave a review. Um, some people actually said, multiple people said I only leave, um, negative reviews. Oh, I actually got quite a few people who told me that, um, um, over the top or exceptional service. Um, typically when I'm super impressed, um, absolutely excellent service or absolutely terrible service, terrible service, um, that exceeds my expectations or great service that exceeds my expectations. Um, customer service, customer service, customer service. Um, but the other thing that a lot of people said was that they have to be asked. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on. Yeah. Is that they, you have to find a way to ask. And I think you like, even like after you ask, you have to have like a system in place that makes it, uh, more accessible. So people aren't having to click around to try and find, trying to find out how to leave a review. For a while, Google reviews were actually for, I always forget, like a lot of people don't utilize the stuff the way that we do. And Google reviews were kind of hard to find. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people, I think it was like four years ago, I was asking people to leave us Google reviews and uh, they couldn't find the review link. It wasn't as easy or people didn't like have a Gmail or it was like hard, like I have to go log in, I have to do it. I think it, if you eliminate those steps, it's a game changer. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was crazy. A lot of people only leave negative reviews. And I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I don't know. If, I don't think I've ever left. Like I'm out of like if it's like a survey type review, like some of the surveys I asked you to do. Yeah, I might leave like a one or two star in like certain aspects of the survey. But I don't think I've ever left a negative re- review. I, I I definitely have not. I'm kind of weird about. I haven't it. left many reviews, and for me, it it, it takes like. Um, like I enjoyed being like, whether it's a restaurant or like a doctor, like I enjoyed my experience there, um, so much that it like made me want to leave a review and that it, the review was accessible and I was like prompted to, to do it. And yeah. I, had, I didn't have to like search around to try and find all those. It's not that hard to, um, find out how to leave a review, but the less clicks it takes to get to the actual review, the better. Yeah, that's what it is for me. A mixture of I enjoyed the experience and I was prompted to leave a review and it was easy to leave a review. Yeah. See, I'm the more I think about it, it's frustrating to me because I'll get like a great automated email after ordering something. They'll wait a day or two after I have it and then they'll be like, hey, we leave this review and I never <clears throat> do. And I literally never do. I think that I, I think that you almost have to have someone ask. Yeah. Like, Face to face, like if you're a server or a restaurant or a doctor, I think you actually have to ask and make it easy. And I think you have to know where you want them to go. Oh, and the, uh, I mean, a few years ago, it was easier for us because we could send out a link that would use an algorithm to send them to what they were logged into. But like Google's blocking that, uh-huh. and Facebook doesn't like it either anymore. 
They don't want third-party apps generating reviews. But I think business owners should should invest time and money in trying to figure out how to generate real reviews. Yeah. Because if you ask everybody, I would say 80% plus of people that I actually ask to leave a review will leave a review immediately. I think it even looks good. Like, say your average is only like three stars, but you have like 50 reviews as opposed to somebody that has like zero or one review. I'm probably still choosing the person that has more reviews. Feels real. Yeah. For sure. Like I see a lot of the, like when I'm on Amazon, um, I see like a lot of the like sponsored products. Um, they're running ads on Amazon. So they have a sponsored product uh, listing. And they only have like one or two review reviews. And although they're like five stars, I'm like, ah, not enough people have uh, used this product for like it to be verified as yeah. like a good product. And I think the thing, same thing goes with uh, like a service based business. Like there's, if you're lacking like any reviews, I'm I'm kind of hesitant to like use your service because I, I feel sure. like it hasn't been tested enough to be verified For as sure. a quality service. Yeah. The only time that the review, like obviously I would like to see five stars, but I was buying a beard straightener the other day and it was overwhelming the amount of them. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I didn't want to spend a lot of money. Because a lot of them were like a hundred bucks. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going down to like the $25 range. So there was like four or five that kept popping up. And then once I narrowed it down to that level, that's when I started looking and saying, oh, this one has a thousand and it's a four star. And this one has 200 and it's a 4.9. And I went with a four star, the lower one, just because I had so many reviews. Yeah. It's like that many people. And like the negative reviews, like almost a third of them. We're just like about, it took too long to get there, but that's a shipping thing. I was like, I'm not that worried about that. So wipe those. Um, and then the other one is like when Katie and I are out of town, especially looking at reviews on restaurants, I'll always go and look and see like the atmosphere or like, hey, terrible customer service. If someone keeps saying that, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to roll the dice on that. I'll always check those, uh, how many dollar signs it has first. Oh, 100%. And then the reviews. For sure. And once you find that, that perfect mixture of, Dollar sign amount and, and reviews. Yes. That's, that's a gold mine. And the people who leave good reviews that are like, hey, um, you know, one of my favorite places to eat, but never eat here on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's great. That's good feedback. When Katie and I were looking at that uh, Korean spa that we were going to go to, um, it had some very opposite reviews, but almost every review said, do not go on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Go during the week. So it's like, oh, great, we're going on a Tuesday, so this is going to work perfect. But I think, I think especially service space, it's really, really, it's really big. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think people need to panic on one bad review, um, especially if you create a system to generate a bunch of real good reviews. Uh-huh. Having your friendly and friends do it is great, but I think you got to create a system that when someone's happy and they're raving about you, that they can do it. It's hard. Yeah. It's like the hardest thing ever. Yeah. It's been one of the biggest struggles we've had. Yeah. I, I do think it takes somewhat of a prompting because even like no matter how good the service is, I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. This is, pro- this might just be how like my personality, like even if I have like a good experience, my first thought when I leave isn't like, Oh, I'm going to go leave them a good review. I know. So I, I enjoyed that experience, but if I was prompted, I probably, I probably would actually follow through and leave them a review. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing too. Cause like, especially even a restaurant. 
the way that I would say, oh, this was good, is by leaving a bigger tip. Uh-huh. Which is good for the server. But from the restaurant or from the business owner, I would definitely try to create a way to either incentivize your... I don't think you're allowed to offer incentives to people. To the lever review? Yeah. I think that that's supposed to be frowned upon. But if you incentivize your wait staff, like did a monthly competition, who got the most reviews? Yeah. Um, I think that could be... I don't know. I think it's I think it's something that people should really invest in is trying to figure out an easy way for people to leave um, high-quality reviews. And I think making it easy and then also I think celebrating good reviews too, like posting those out if it's done well. It always feels yeah. a little weird to share your review yeah, it does. on your page. But maybe if you like display them well on your website or um, I don't know. It's just such a tough game, but it does help you rank really well. Um, in search, if you if you were gonna say if you owned a um, a sheep farm uh-huh. and you're trying to generate uh, more business, and you were gonna one of the techniques you're gonna use is review generation. Where would you send people to leave the review? Um, probably Google. Yeah. So I think that's where people are searching for sheep farms, for sure. I think it's way better. Yeah, Google does pull in Facebook reviews in the little bottom panel, but I think Google Google reviews yeah. is the way to go. That's probably where I'd want most of my reviews is on it's, Google. It's hard, and just a little trick for people: they just changed this fairly recently. If you go into your Google My Business, you used to have to like hack it a little bit, but on like inside of your Google My Business, inside of the profile for that location, there's a place on there that's like when you go down to reviews, before you get to the reviews tab, you can click and it gives you a link. When someone clicks that link, it immediately opens up the stars. So they skip all the other steps. And they used to have to use the map to create that. Now they create the link for you. Which I think that's huge. Yeah, especially if you're already logged in. It's just quick and easy. So I don't know. If you're a business owner, I would definitely try to figure that out. Um, We have something in place right now. We're about to unveil soon on how to do this really simple and easy. Which I'm fairly excited about but it's hard it also feels weird asking people yeah that's the the deterrent yeah i don't know how to do it well it's like asking for money you're like raising money but i feel like if you do serve people well i think that takes a little bit of the weight of the awkwardness of asking for a review off sometimes i feel like um then you uh, i don't know that's true. I, I think I think people would feel more receptive to leaving a review. So if you like serve them well, and you could tell that they like appreciated your service, then they're probably actually willing to leave a review, and they 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 want to give you some kudos. So I think it all starts with that that service, and that I, th- I think that would take away a little bit of the hesitancy to ask for reviews. Yep. Uh, you know what always gets me is Chili's, um, which they do an internal survey. They should make it more external. But we're like going through a fast food place, and it's not really review based; it's just surveys. But they'll say, like, hey, there's a survey at your bottom. You can get this thing, whatever. Um, but if you put my name in there, it helps me. When someone says that to me, I'm more I'm more yeah. inclined to say, I got you, Kevin. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go fill this out for you. Um, especially when it feels like you're helping the person, not the corporation. I think that's important. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you're a business owner, I would definitely 
I think it's probably my, one of my number one things for 2020 is to create a way to automate it and make it easy for people to um, leave your reviews. And if you're getting a lot of bad reviews, instead of just trying to generate only good reviews, I would look at the bad reviews and try to fix your business. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, you'll probably get like a, a couple people that are just impossible to please. And those people that only like you can click on their profile and see they've left 30 businesses, one star reviews. They also have an IMBD count or whatever. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably get a couple of those, but if you have like, if the overwhelming majority of your reviews are bad, there's probably something you need to fix in your business. For sure. But I think that's, what's frustrating to me is how many people like constantly just like, ah, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. But it's like, man, they've, We've had seven people this month mention customer service in here. I would look at it. Uh-huh. Or we've had like three people mention that when Sally answers the phone, she's kind of rude. Like you should probably address that. But people are just like, nah, no way. Sally would never be rude. Like, yeah. ah, she cussed me out yesterday. So <laughs> I would I would address it. So it's great. I mean, I think getting bad feedback can be one of the best things. I always tell the story of a car dealer that we worked with. That Do you remember this? I think it was when you first started here. We um, we got a review, and it was a two people. I think it was like a mother daughter had bought a car, and then on the drive home, it started smoking, and, and the engine caught on fire. Like they drove home from the dealership. It was a used car, and it caught on fire, and they left a bad review, which is more than fair. And they had a, they were completely taken care of from that, and the review came down. So it wasn't like the dealership did anything. I mean, they didn't know that was going to happen, uh-huh. but they completely got them set up in a new car and um, they could have just kind of blown it off, but it saved them a ton of public backlash. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing with reviews. If you like respond and take action on those negative re- reviews, people can update their reviews. Yes. And they're like super good. Yep. And you also should respond to every review you get. Every single review. I'm learning that quickly. Yeah. I think it says a lot. And then Google just changes well to where it does send a message to the person to let them know that someone has replied to their review. I know another feature Google's working with um, is the question. You can ask a question Uh. and then the question always stays out there, which is pretty cool. And if if you're a business owner, you can ask the question before the person. That's like one of the, uh, the sections on a lot of websites. I, uh, I use the most like on Amazon product pages and like, product pages on like Lowe's and Home Depot, I always go through all the questions. Because a lot of times it's stuff you either haven't ever thought about or you're like wondering. Yeah. But if you are a business owner, you can ask the question before the person, which is cool. Like, are you taking on new clients? And then you can answer. Uh So you can already start creating your own frequently asked questions in a search engine, which is super dope. Because people are going to stop coming to your website in the next five years. and They're going to just get information off Google and leave. So... I'm so exhausted. Yeah. These back-to-back podcasts are just think, what I, just think of what I feel like right now. Just spending all this time with you in this, in this tiny room. You're slouched over right now. You're just yapping. I'm literally laying down holding the mic Yeah. right now. You look terrible. Yeah, well. You look absolutely terrible right now. You did get you did get a fresh cut today, though. I did. I didn't have her take enough off the top, though, I don't I, think. I think it looks good. So we'll see. We'll you, see. Look like, you look like both Bert and Ernie. <laughs> but you look good. 
All right. That's a negative review. No. But I'm not going to, I'm not even going to respond to that negative review. I'm not going to do anything about it. So no, that wasn't a review. I'm I sent you a message. If I was leaving your review, I'd say, hey, haircut looks good. Five stars. Do they do half stars? Sure. I'll give you a 4.9. I don't know if they, I think it's in increments of half. I would call enough people to leave you a review so that we could average out at 4.9. Okay. Not five. I'm about to have a five-star haircut here in about a month. <laughs> I can promise you that. Woo! What's your wow, man? Word of wisdom. Um, man. First off, thought I lost you there for a second. No, that was... You closed your eyes and you started slumping over. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to think. Um, my word of wisdom. Okay. Yeah. You go ahead. I always make you go first. My word of wisdom is what this whole podcast has been about is take feedback, but generate ways for your happy, your advocates of your business, easy ways for them to be reminded and prompted, um, to leave you a quality review because it's easy for people to write a negative review. But sometimes it's hard for them to tell you when they're happy. So I'm surprised you didn't. Season. I'm about to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm about to use um, my my wow. Is one I'm surprised you didn't use with what you're preaching on. This week, my preaching on, and it's be willing to listen and accept correction. Mm. Why didn't you use that, man? That's what you're teaching. On. I was teeing you up, bro. I know, man. Yeah, I think I do think a lot of people like are so invested in their business and they put so much into it that um I don't know they don't want to listen to what their um consumers are saying and it's, you already mentioned it earlier there's always going to be like a like a comeback and they're going to believe like that the consumer has this bad experience but I think it like the willingness to listen and to um take like correction seriously and then act upon it. I think it can go a long way. Yep. Even, even outside of business. If you want to hear more about that, come to one life community church this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Come on through. <laughs> then you get there early enough. I'll correct you in the parking lot. I'll give you some feedback. Dude, I got feedback for you right now. You look great today though. I do like the haircut. I'll Thanks, man. Aside. I think that, I think that you are overanalyzing it. And I think it is the perfect amount. We'll see. We'll see what the old wife says when I go home. I can already tell you she's going to love it. <laughs> Well, hope so. That's not the worst haircut you've had. No, you gave me the worst haircut I've ever no, had. No, dude, my haircut with the cut in the back it was better than the high and tight. The height and tight. No, you literally left a bald spot in my head. You look like you just left uh, basic training. Okay. And you didn't. You were oh, getting married the next day. The haircut you gave me looks like I just got attacked by a pack of wild dogs. It was kind of cool. It was trendy. No, what? That was before people were carving things in their head, dude. That wasn't a that wasn't a carve in the head. That was a just a huge notch out of my hair. I think it looked good, man. Yeah, I think you're missing it. No, I'm not missing it. I was missing some hair though. I've never been more mentally exhausted than right now. Yep. I do feel like you. I think. Huh? I think I feel like you right now. Do you? What well, you feel like at eight a.m.? This is what I feel like right now. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um. Nah. Hey, thanks for listening. We would love it if you would take the time to give us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast. We're only accepting to. five stars, though. No one stars. I don't care. Give I'm us just kidding. Give us some 
I mean, listen, you want to get brownie points, hit us with the five stars, and then in there, roast Jared. If you roast Jared in the five stars, I'll send you something. That's what we need. What are you going to send him? A locker or a mullet? Nah, dude. That's, you're going to do more than that to get a lock of the mullet. I'm just passing that out. That's weird. All right. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad madmen My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Dawn Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on We mad